The following conversation was recorded prior to the actor's strike. It has to feel a little dangerous, I think. Yeah. You have to feel, certainly at the beginning, I don't know if I can do this. And then you go at it. And that drives it, that, that gives you the hunger and the energy to, to go at it. Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, I'm Josh Horowitz. I'm thrilled to say we have a returning champion to the podcast. Oh, I'm going to make him blush, but he's one of our finest actors, the one and only Killian Murphy. And we have a really good occasion to have you back on the podcast because sixth collaboration with Mr. Nolan. Congratulations, man. Oh, th thanks very much. Um, so we kind of did this is your life conversation last time, and this this time since it is, it is a defining collaboration with Christopher. I want to talk a little bit about, I want to talk a lot about the film, but also about your relationship with him. Um, it started on Batman. Yeah. You were a fan of his work, I know, yes. prior. Yeah. Did the man you met match the guy you had in your head? Like, did you have preconceived notions of what this guy was going to be based on following Memento, et cetera? Yeah, I'd seen, I'd seen Memento and Insomnia, and then I went back and watched following in that order. Um, I didn't. I didn't know he was going to be so English. Uh, uh, I didn't. <laughs> talking about the tea or talking the cut? What are we talking about? The like? whole, the whole package. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, because he also has an Irish passport as well. You should ask him about that. Oh. So he has English. He's a true James Bond. He can travel the world. <laughs> he can. <laughs> he can. Um, I. I was, you know, struck immediately by, uh, I guess, his brain. You know, it's kind of phenomenal. The first time I met him, just to give you a bit of context, was, God, it is 20 years ago, and I had just done 28 Days Later, and it, and it had come out in America, and it, it made a bit of money, and it kind of done all right. Yeah. And then Chris had seen it, I think, and we met in Los Angeles, and and we sat down, and we just talked about, about movies. Um, for a few hours, you know, we, it was it wasn't just a brief meeting. It was a really, really good chat, and we really connected. I mean, he knows way more about movies than I do, and he's watched. I think he's probably watched every film. <laughs> I'm going to put him to the test after. Ask you. him. Yeah. Ask him any film he'll have seen it in the cinema. Um, and uh, and we got on, and we, you know, we we had a good laugh, and then. Um, He's also really funny, you know. Yeah. Dry. He's very funny. Yeah. Um, so, so then he he asked me to audition for Batman, which I always thought was a kind of a, an absurd idea. I, I think secretly he did as well. He thought I was, you know, not right for it. But we did the the test, and it was a f like full the full production values. Like we sh shot on 35, they had the set and everything. The way the old school that they don't do anymore. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was it was the real deal. Um, yeah. You know, and I I prepared for it, and I, I, for me it was just just to get to be directed by Christopher Nolan when I was I was a young actor, you know. Sure. And uh, I loved the experience of it, and I, and I, but I, I kind of thought that might be it because, you know. Um, I didn't see myself as that character. And then, as he does always, he called me out of the blue and he said, look, that's not gonna work out for Batman. And I thought, it's gotta be Christian Bale. And he said, yes, that, that's, that makes complete sense. And then he said, but there's this other character. And that's kind of how it started. Is playing a character through three movies that is wearing a bag over his head more or less fun than it appears? Is it just <laughs> about what I would expect it to, to be? I, um, I think it, it 
got progressively more um, bag heavy as the as the trilogy went on. It's masochistic. He's it, just like, let's really put him to the test. Let's. Yeah, I wear I wear a bag on my head in Inception quite a bit as well. There's water involved too. Yeah, off the bridge with a, head, a bag on my head into the water. Um, He's confusing you with Tom Hardy, who likes to have his his face covered. He really enjoys it. <laughs> I mean, every actor loves a mask, I suppose. But right. four movies. Um, I, do, I do remember when he called me up for Dunkirk. That was the first question I asked him. Is that, uh, Does this feel like penance? Uh, he's he's finally made he's, he's he's absolved himself of those those wrongs that he's done to you in the past by giving you uh, really a, a tremendous opportunity, and you more than meet the moment in this. When you get the call from Christopher that he wants you involved and he wants you to be Oppenheimer in Oppenheimer, does that kind of rekindle like those early experiences when you get like a job like oh? This is that magical feeling that I, yeah. I'm chasing. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those, yeah, one of those like very very infrequent, very special, you know, moments that you will never forget in your life. And this was definitely one of them. Um, and again, he does it in such a way that it's it's a, quite a shock to your nervous system because it comes out of nowhere. Right, he's not just get a call. You, it's just, yeah. No, <laughs> you know, and. Um, you know, the script is written. He's got it, and then he just he just called and said, "I'd like you to play to play Oppenheimer." And uh, yeah, it's a very strange. It puts you into a very strange sort of. Um, you get incredibly excited and incredibly terrified at the same time. I was going to ask you about fear because I mean, look, you've 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 been front and center in some major films. Obviously, you've done mm -hmm. every kind of movie, every budget level, but that never goes away. That even in the hands of Christopher, who know, you know is going to take care of you. Yeah, I think it would be dangerous if it went away, honestly. Yeah. I, I think if you ever were cruising in, in your career and felt sort of confident in everything that you did, uh, then there would be no challenge and, and no excitement and no danger. It has to feel a little dangerous, I think. Yeah. You have to feel, certainly at the beginning, I don't know if I can do this. And then you go at it. And that drives it. That that gives you the hunger and the energy to to go at it. Yeah. And um, we had a long prep period. Like he, I, he 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 came to Ireland to give me the script in September twenty one, I think it was. And then we didn't shoot till the end of February twenty two. So it was six months, in effect, of me prepping and going over to LA and doing camera tests and makeup tests right. and costume tests and uh, and then working very closely with Chris on the. The kind of development of the character. So I had a long period. So so the sort of terror sort of sort of morphs into like just focus. Right. Then you get this really crystal focus on what you have to do. Uh, and then yeah, I mean the fact that it's Christopher Nolan, the fact that we have this history together gives you an awful lot of confidence. And um, yeah, the chances I'm going to be on the first Christopher Nolan movie that he just swings and misses out, it's very unlikely. Very, very <laughs> unlikely, yeah. I mean, he specializes in protagonists that are conflicted, clearly. I mean, and, yeah. and there is no greater conflict than what Robert Oppenheimer faced, facing the moral quandary of moral quandaries. Uh -huh. um, rich material, to say the least, mm -hmm. for an actor. Um, I mean, how do you track, I mean, this is a massive undertaking in every way. I mean, the scale is huge, and yet it is, like all his films, very intimate, too. You are, we are, Close to your face, we are in your mm. in your head for much of this film. Um, was it tough to kind of track the the progress, the back and forth? I mean, were you shooting in sequence? What were the challenges once you get into production 
of, of keeping your eye on the ball of, of who this man was? Um, well, the first thing to point out was that the script was written in the first person. Right. So I knew very quickly that it was going to be subjectively told through Oppenheimer's eyes and everything in the color uh, segments of the film, which are the kind of majority of the film, are seen through Oppenheimer's eyes. Right. And then the black-white segments are through, obviously, uh, Strauss' uh, point of view. Um, so I knew that uh, we were, the audience would have to be with Oppenheimer all the time. Yeah. We were very clear about that. And it wouldn't be about judging him, but it would be being right beside him while, while he was experiencing these incredible events and having to make these, uh, 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 you know, um, life-changing kind of decisions yeah. for himself and for, for the world and all of that. And in terms of going at it, um, you mean on set in terms of after yeah. the prep? Well, I'm curious because, like, <clears throat> I mean, for instance, are the IMAX cameras still huge? I don't know if he's been able They're to... They're ginormous, yeah. So, and a lot of it is, as I say, like, on you, on your face. Yeah. And, you, and talk about focus, you were talking about focusing before. This must yeah. call upon all your faculties to kind of, like, really laser focus and be in the moment. Yeah. This giant apparatus, like, very close to this. Yes. Yeah. You do get used to the to the IMAX cameras after a while, you know. Yeah. Uh, it does, uh, um, and, and the way Chris always shoots it, it's, you know, it's him and Hoyter. Right. And, you know, the boom up, and, and it's that's it. It's, it's, it's always one camera. Um, and there was no steady cameras, no cranes. They were very old school in this. They wanted to go get rid of all the toys for this one and go right back to basics. That's a decision they made aesthetically himself and Hoyter from the beginning. So I suppose what I'm trying to say is that it, the, the set environment, the working environment, being on the floor never felt overwhelming. It felt right. uh, very kind of safe. And that's what Chris, that's the sort of atmosphere that he uh, wants for his actors is, is you know, um, you can you can experiment. It's a, it's a laboratory, yeah. you know. You can try things and make a fool of yourself and, and that's okay. Um, so um, that's, I've always felt that with Chris, you know, I've always felt incredibly safe working with him uh, and, trying, and trying stuff out. And he's an incredibly collaborative uh, director, and particularly when it's come from his massive brain. No, he's you know, a writer-director at first, he's not just like a director for hire, these are like he feels these in his bones. Yeah, and, he, and, and you know, he, he, he kind of is it's almost like he's engineered the script in his head already. Right. You know, he knows frame by frame, shot by shot, how this thing is going gonna, is gonna to end up. And, and when, you shoot, when you shoot a Chris Nolan script, that is what you see on screen. But it can't approximate. You, you can imagine it, but I would imagine, I was going to ask you, you've seen the finished film by I now? Have, yeah. So you had the experience on set, and it was occurring to me that when I was prepping to talk to you, like, for instance, I think about like, the final scene between you and Pete Postlewaite in, in uh, yeah. Inception, which on set, between the two of you, must feel very intimate again. Yeah. Almost no dialogue if there's any dialogue. Yeah. And then what he's able to achieve through the marriage of intercutting, mm. music, Tom in the background, it, mm. it becomes a it just, it takes on a whole nother level. And similarly here, do you have that kind of feeling like, oh, I made one movie, but what the finished product is, is, is just almost an exponentially different movie? I mean, uh, no, no, no it, it's almost, it's always way better than you could ever <laughs> possibly imagine. But the, it, I just have um, complete and utter trust in his vision. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I, I always have done from the very, from the very beginning. He's so accomplished and he understands every single facet of the movie making business. Right. You know, um, 
and on set he understands every single person's job. He he's over every single detail of, yep. of costuming, of of uh, you know set design, of locations, of everything. So um, you feel completely confident in uh, on Inception, for example, was such a complicated such a complicated script, and you know you'd oftentimes be, you know, asking Chris, now what level of consciousness are we at, or who, whose brain, or whose dream are we? <laughs> are but we? you know, but he just knows. He this. Of course, he <laughs> yeah. of course he doesn't. So it's it's a it's a real luxury for an actor to feel that secure in the director's vision and genius. cast is, I don't even know what adjective to use about the cast, the, mm -hmm. the ensemble is remarkable. It reminded me of like growing up like back in the heyday of like Oliver Stone movies like JFK and Nixon where like yeah. every bit part was by like movie stars but great actors yeah. and, and, some, and, and, and it can somehow work and it works here. Um, I don't know, I, I don't even know how to pick a favorites or anything but like for instance Downey. To yeah. see Downey in this context is just, I love him as Iron Man but to see him like really yeah. choose something a little different must have been a treat to let go of vanity, to really go oh, somewhere. Oh, he is remarkable in this film. Like, remarkable. And working with him, I mean, I kind of liken it to, to playing music, you know. I used to play a lot of music, and right. sometimes when you're playing with another player, there's this kind of non-verbal connection, you know, and it's it, it feels like jazz, you know. And yeah. and that's what it felt like with... with um, with Downey and me, sometimes it just felt he's the most um, generous, uh, invested scene partner you could you could possibly have. And of course, like he can extemporize or improvise like like that. And it's, yeah. and and um, they were among my favorite scenes. I have to say, say working with him, he's just kind of he's electric in the movie. You know. Speaking of electric actors, one one of the films you did your collaborations with Christopher that we didn't mention was um, was Dunkirk and Barry Keoghan, um, yeah. who's just killing it. Did you take a special delight? I mean, he's part of the extended Batman family. Did you see uh, what yeah. he did with? I did, of with course. Joker? What yeah. do you think? I did, of course. He was amazing. I can't wait to see him like get a, some more. Don't you want? Yeah, get a bit more screen time. They're doing it again, right? Yeah, yeah. Batman too. I don't know yeah. if he's involved or not, but I hope he is. Oh, he's phenomenal, Barry. You know and. He's just pr proven his kind of range and versatility, and, yeah. and he's still such a gorgeous kid. He's probably not a kid now. He's a father now, in he fact. Is. So yeah. yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, but I'm so proud of Banshees and you know what, what they achieved with that movie. Yeah. So yeah, he's a great, great, great actor. Uh, I remain convinced that Christopher will be directing a Bond film, and I and I'm, I'm more firmly. I, I, I'm gonna I'm see him later. I'm gonna place a bet with him. I think he's gonna do the next one. I feel like it's time. Okay. Doesn't it feel like it's the right moment, Killian? They're, they're, they need a new. Bond, they need a new director. I'm not going to speak for Christopher Nolan. No, I just as a fan, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to see Christopher Nolan do a Bond movie or no? I, 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 I would. Of course I'd go and see a Christopher Nolan Bond movie. I feel, though, he's on a journey with his own material. No, I don't want to start to see him do a director for higher things. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. But that's, that feels so part of him, too, in a way. Yeah. I mean, he's a huge Bond fan. Yeah. He loves the movies. And I, th I think you can see sort of there's, I think there's, Parts of every movie, you yes. see, that's a little bit Bond, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, um, not consciously, but I think you can kind of see them, particularly in an Inception, you can yeah, see that. Yeah, on an service he's talked about. Yeah, and yeah. Tennis, you can see a bit of it as well. Uh, um, but I don't know. 
I don't know. You listen. Ask him. Okay. I, I'd be interested to see. Do you to want me to put a answer. good word in? Not that you need my help. <laughs> what do you want to play in Christopher Nolan's Bond movie? Do you want I, 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 I'm not James Bond, man. That's that's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that ship has sailed, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could be. You could be anything. You could be Q. You could be M. You could be the bad guy. Uh, let's see what Chris comes up. Okay. With. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, some uh, other bits and bobs. Last time we spoke was, uh, I believe it was season five of Peaky had just come out. Uh, does it feel like Peaky is in the rear view now? Like, have you kind of like separated yourself like from Tommy and that experience, or is it too soon to say that? Um, that's a good question because I, I, I often thought I wouldn't be able to like really give a perspective on it until a few years had passed. And I have, a few years have passed now. Um, it was ten years of my life playing that character. You know, I, 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 I think the show succeeded because the writing was so phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there's a movie there, uh, and if there's more story to tell, right. I'll, I'll definitely have the conversation. But um, I think we ended really, really, really well in the, on the TV version of it. And I'm very proud that the show, the show never plateaued, in my opinion. Totally. You know, I think. Um, each each series was kind of richer than the than the last, and uh, so I'm very proud of that we achieved that. And I love. I'm also very proud of the people who are still discovering it. That's the yeah. kind of beauty of of uh, streaming, isn't it? That people yes. kind of discover it all the time, and there's new fans turning up all the time. So so I'm and, really and, proud and of the it. cool fans, the, the cool kids like Peaky, like the ones <laughs> with taste. Let's be honest, like you know. Well, it's, yeah, it's got a great soundtrack, which yeah. I'm very proud of. So <laughs> I don't know. So, are you of the mind though, like because there have been different roles that obviously we talked about Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow that you reprised. Like, is it as an actor, is it easier to say goodbye definitively to a role or to always kind of have that door open? You know, we've talked before. Twenty eight days later, keeps coming up. Yeah, It'll always come up until Alex and Danny and you say, no more. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, for instance, is that door still ajar? Oh, it's certainly for me. I mean, I again, like I'd love to do. I think it would have to be twenty eight. Years later, at this stage, really <laughs> closer to, to get, yeah, oh God, to get away we're with it. A little old now. Yeah. yeah, I think realistically, because that movie, God, when did that? Two thousand, that came out. Right, yeah. yeah. So, oh wow, yeah, it's, we're not so far. Off no, we're not that far off. Um, I'd love. I mean, I'd love. I'd love to. Uh, but that's not an exclusive or anything. I think no, no, yeah. you know there needs to be a script, and Danny yes. needs to find the time, and Alex needs to feel that there's more story to tell, and but. Uh, uh, Again, that that is a movie I watched with my kids not too long ago, and I, and I feel that one, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's aged well, or yeah. not, and not aged at all, whatever the correct expression is. Yeah, I was going to ask about your kids' appreciation of your work because I've had this conversation with many actors, and usually it's like they're the last people to appreciate yeah. their own parents' work. Are they so they they can appreciate? They can. It would be it would be tragic if they were the only kids that can enjoy. Christopher Nolan's Batman films, for instance. <laughs> yeah, they're getting a bit older now. They have very sophisticated taste. Uh, so, they, you know, they don't go searching for my films, but if one turns up or... They love, like, Quiet Place 2, for example. Right. They, they, they love that movie. Um, but I think it's much healthier uh, if your kids are underwhelmed by what you do, no matter what it is. Uh, yeah. I think that's, you know, that's a healthy he, dynamic. Too much hero worship is a little uh, yeah, we don't, problematic. Yeah, you don't need that. And so you don't have to worry about that. No, it's, I, definitely, don't, the other I definitely don't have to worry about that, yeah. <laughs> in your career, have you ever felt a period of time where you felt like boxed in, typecast, like you were in a rut that you were questioning where the career was going to go? Or has it felt like 
you know, if there was a week that went by, something was around the corner. Um, you know, I, I feel I've been lucky in that I've moved always between theatre and right. television and movies. So if one avenue got a little clogged at one point, I could just jump into another avenue. And right. I probably have done that in the past, you know. Um, and I think it, I've always felt that if anyone would say to any artist, we love that, can you do it again? Right, which is... You know, and that happens not, not just in our business, but it happens, you know, if any, if any time there's a potential to something being commodified or yes. uh, being repeated, I, I think the artist or the creative person can... the other direction and says yeah. anything else. <laughs> yeah. So, but luckily, I would always jump from one to the other. So yeah. I've, never, I've never felt that way. And re-collaborating with people is always really good for your creative soul. Like, yeah. like Chris calling me up, or I, I work a lot with Enda Walsh, this, this playwright, and, and we've made four plays. We just made a film together, you know, working with Danny a couple of times. I find that that keeps it rich. Yes. And, 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 um, um, so I've been lucky that way. So, and speaking of that, kind of like running in a, in a different direction, like I, my sense from you is you're not one that kind of engages, you're not online, you're not like, you know, checking the, the memes that, that are um, involving you. But like, for instance, I see a lot of fan art of you as like Dr. Doom. Right. Like, have you done your comic book villain thing? Does that hold any interest or like would you, each character is different, you know, Dr. Doom is different than Scarecrow, who, you know, yeah. as long as the script and the person's there, then sure, we can talk. Like, yeah, I think you've answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm always, it's always about the script. Yeah. So I'll, I'll read, you know, if someone sends me a script, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. But, yeah. um, and you, you never know what, what turns up. That's what I love about this business. You I had I no, no inclination or no idea that, that Chris was going to call me 21 with this. You know, it just, it just happens. And that's, that's the kind of the beauty of this business. It's so unpredictable and wild and you don't know what's going to turn up. Um, Does part of you wish he could have given you the heads up? Like he was working on this for a long, this is not no. something you dash off in, in a week. I think he relished that <laughs> phone call. Like That's in, restraint. In a, that is holding. Like, I know, but he's a master of that. But I think he, he, he relished being able to call, be, call him because I, I think he knew how much I, I really wanted to, yeah. to play a lead for him. You know, I really think he knew that. You did do uh, some theater here in, in, in New York. Yeah. Right before the pandemic, relatively right before the pandemic. Uh, 2018, 2018, 2019, that's right, right yeah. Um, is there, are you the type of actor that keeps a list of like theatrical roles in particular, classic roles? Like, is, are you itching to go back to the stage or is, is it sort of when, again, the right opportunity comes? I, I would love to go back to the stage. Weirdly, I, I, I've, I, I prefer new writing in, in okay. theater. Okay. Uh, I've often felt that, you know, there's been so many extraordinary actors and actresses playing those classic, classic roles that I don't know what I could possibly add to it. So right. I like breaking ground with new writing. That's always been the thing that's excited me in, yeah. in, in theater, certainly more recently. Um, but again, it's about timing and it's about the right, the right material. You know? what, what do you watch television-wise? Are you... Uh, I love Succession. I mean, everyone in the world the right loves answer, Succession, though. right? Yeah. Um, haven't finished the, the final season, so don't tell me. Uh, I think it's magnificent. <laughs> some of the best, some of the best writing that out there at the yeah. moment, and the performance is just mind-blowingly good. Yeah. Does that? I mean, my sense from you is you still get inspired by like it, it, it gives you a boost to see like the Barry Keoghan's and the next generation. Oh, for sure. You know, you get tingles when you see great acting. You know, yeah. and like no matter where you see it, like if it's above a pub. 
in, 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 in North London and, and you go and you see a play and there's a phenomenal performance and that gives me tingles, yeah. you know, just, just to see it. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm, al I'm always looking for great performances, wherever they, m they might come from, you know. Um, I'm going to end with uh, our profoundly random questionnaire. Uh, one question for you, Killian, is do you collect anything? Uh, vinyl. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Christopher probably appreciates that. I feel like there's... <laughs> he, probably there's <laughs> he probably does. Has like a gramophone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever asked for an autograph from, a, from an actor? Um. I, so I ask directors to sign my to sign my script, nice. and I and I keep them. I only recently started to, to do that, um, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's that's really the only. I much prefer autographs to to selfies. Not yeah. a, not a selfie fan. Yeah, that's that's hard. Um, yeah. Is there like an actor that you grew up with, like that that you are now consider a peer that it it it, it makes you giggle in a way as a schoolboy to see them like pop up on your phone. You get a text from like. I don't know, Gary Oldman, like, how does Gary Oldman, how am I an acquaintance of Gary Oldman, that kind of um, a thing? Well, Matt Damon, you know, I, I've admired his work yeah. since I was, even before I was an actor. And not only his work, but also I admire his values as, as a human being. Yes. Uh, and, and so we got to work on Oppenheimer, and now his company, AE, have just produced a movie. I noticed that, yeah. That I produced and, and, uh, and acted in which was written by Andrew Walsh, so right. that feel, that's kind of a lovely, lovely feeling. Um, and I really, really um, admire the sort of value of their, of their studio, you know, of AE, because it's artist-led, yes. which I think is really exciting for the industry. That is one of the, I mean, you kind of alluded to this before, one of the rewards of sticking around. I feel the same way on my side of things, is yeah. to like establish relationships and to kind of see, track, be along for the ride with people and yeah. to revisit people at different times in their lives. and. There's the shorthand, but also just really connect on a personal level at different times in their lives. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what's the wallpaper on your phone, Killian? Oh, I got recently. I just gone totally minimalist, black. Like took <laughs> took everything off. What? Yeah, it, it's like it's just I, even all of the um, apps. Yeah. Uh, they're all just black. <laughs> So it's none of that stupid childish, you know, like, Apple phone color thing. It's just black. Wow, you're, like you're, a, you're dark period. You're black Like period. a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> what precipitated this rough day? What, what just no, happened? it's just no. It's it's kind of it's not less nihilism, more minimalism. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Cutting out the noise a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah. So yeah, and I t t t turn off an, an awful lot of not notifications. So it's just it's just a black blob. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So the last actor you were mistaken for? It doesn't really, doesn't really happen don't to me. So. Are you aware? Again, I know you're not online. This this baseball player that's been mistaken for you? Yes, I've been sent. Has that. this come up today? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. No, you're the first person to. Uh, but wasn't that like an AI generated image or something? I don't think so. Did oh, you really? See the image? Tyler yeah, Glasnow? many people have said. I need to turn off more notifications. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You've got a doppelganger. You've got a, a long lost twin. Yeah, well, he's a lot better at baseball than I am. <laughs> but you're a bit better at acting, probably. <laughs> well, we've all got our skills. <laughs> Is there a movie you're embarrassed to say you've never seen? Uh, Gone with the Wind. I don't think I've ever seen Gone with the Wind. Okay. That's okay. Um, Thanks. 
<laughs> I absolve you. Thank you. <laughs> you. Made up for it. Thank you. What's the worst note a director has ever given you? A director once asked me, am I a good director? So, I mean, that's the end of the relationship then. They're looking for validation from... The, the, the actor, the director. This goes the other way, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> We're the needy actors. ones. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they teach you anything at directing school? Yeah. You need to make me feel good about myself all day long and bring me things like tea. Yeah. Uh, in the spirit of happy, second fused, who's an actor that makes you happy? Who's an actor that makes me... Just like you see them on screen. Oh, God. Them. Right now I'd have to say Jessie Buckley. Yeah. I think she's phenomenal. See her in Cabaret? Did you get a chance to see no, her? No, did not see that show. I would love to see it. Remarkable. A movie that makes you sad? Oh, God. Um, movie that makes me sad. <laughs> sad, like sad, sad, or like just tear, like emotional? Oh, yeah. Um, I, there is one that recently did that to me. I, I can't remember. I remember seeing Interstellar since we're... Sure. It's a Chris Nolan junket. Since... Uh, I remember seeing Interstellar in the yeah. cinema on my own yeah. and having little kids, and it was... Yeah, I was... I was that was very emotional. That made me cry. Yeah, that connection yeah. between him and Chastain and the, that exchange. Is... And missing all your kids' childhood. Like, that yeah. was that was powerful. And a food that makes you confused. Most important question. A food that makes yeah. me confused? You oh, see it on the menu, shit. you see it come out. I don't get it. Oh, man. You guys are crazy. What's up with that? Uh, I, I don't. What's the, what's the Japanese food where they they fry everything like tempura. they fry the tempura? Yeah. I don't, no, not a fan of that. Anything fried, deep fried. Is That's good. an American thing, right now. Yeah, we're disgusting that way. I yeah. apologize. It's in my bones. It's in my DNA. I can't help yeah. what I am. Not a, not a tempura guy. Well, you're gonna live a lot longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything I should put a good word in? With, I'm going to try to get you a Bond role. Uh, what's, what's the genre he should take on next? What's the, what's the kind of film Christopher Nolan should do? Does Chris, he have a comedy in him? Does he have a um, musical? He is, he is very funny. Um, uh, musical? I mean, like the score for Oppenheimer, I mean, it's just out of this world. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he has a musical in him. Don't know the answers to that. I'll, I'll get back to you on his answers. We'll compare and contrast. Okay, let me know. Um, truly, man, this this is a remarkable piece of work, and you hold it all together. Uh, I hope you can appreciate that and enjoy it as an audience member now, and separate yourself for a little bit because it, it is a it's a special one. Oh, thank you so much. All right, good to see you as always. Thanks, man. Thanks for the time. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>